Well, this morning, we're going to dive back into this morning of prayer and worship. And so we're going to begin here with the celebration. But the idea is on a quarterly basis, we gather together and we pause, right? We pause for the purpose of, of being with Jesus, of worshiping that morning and having intentional time of prayer and kind of do our services differently. This morning we're going to do that and take some different things we're going to be praying into. And so with that, I want to just want you to bring the lights down to kind of normally where they are in worship for me, Daniel. And we're going to dive back in this morning. And so as we, as we begin, let's pray. Father, as we come into this moment where we've worshiped, we've had some, some family business we've talked about, some things that are going on, things we're excited about Jesus. We pray this morning that you would again center our hearts and center our minds on you, Jesus. That, God, we would know your presence. And that, God, you would speak to us this morning and that you would open our hearts and worship, God, to know you in ways we never have. In Jesus' name, amen. So this morning I want to begin with a familiar scripture from Mark chapter 11, starting in verse 15, going to verse 17. It says this, And they, which was Jesus and his disciples, they came to Jerusalem, And he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold and those who bought in the temple. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. And he would not allow anyone to carry anything to the temple. And he was teaching them and saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. The thing that I want you to see this morning as we dive in is that when Jesus looks at the temple, but primarily he looks at the the people of God and the gathering of the people of God, what he is desiring and anticipating and expecting for all of his people in the midst of everything that we're doing is primarily that we'd be a people, specifically a people of prayer. It's really interesting in this story that we don't really ultimately know why Jesus came in overturning the tables, right? And we use the phrase righteous indignation to name how Jesus felt, which is a really, really Jesus spiritual way of saying he was angry, right? We hate to think of Jesus being angry because like that's, well, I don't really know, but Jesus was angry. He was incredibly frustrated, incredibly angry to the point that when he came in and saw what he saw, he came in and literally took a table and he overthrew it and threw the money all over the ground and began to yell at people saying, don't care. Carry livestock. Don't carry animals through here. And in verse 18, we're told that the religious leaders, the scribes and the Pharisees, literally in the moment, they feared Jesus. And we don't know if it was like this holy fear of like, he's a holy man, or they feared him because they thought he was a wild man. Realistically, probably felt like he was more of a wild man than anything because he had just done this crazy act. And so when we come into that moment, we have to begin to say, because Scripture really is silent about exactly what was going on in the heart of Jesus, exactly why this happened, you have to begin to wonder and to think, what is stirring in the moment? What's going on in the heart and the mind of Jesus? One of the things that I've always, I've always said and I believe is that Jesus, number one, was partially frustrated and angry that his children be taken advantage of. Right, they were coming from long distances and they were having to, to buy some different, different animals for their sacrifices and, and, and we know just historically they were usually taken advantage of in those. They were sold at an exorbitant price, right? And so Jesus would have a level of frustration that, that they were 
being taken advantage of in the moment. The other part I think Jesus is probably frustrated in is like, why are you having to come buy a pigeon, right? Why couldn't you prepare yourself in coming by bringing your own animals, something you ultimately, a sacrifice you prepared for me, right? There's that part of it. But the third part of it I think about for Jesus, and I just wonder, and I think it fits the, the scene pretty well, is that this had been happening for the 33 years of Jesus' life. Right? Like, this happening in the temple, this wasn't new. This wasn't news. This had been going on for Jesus' entire human life, that people were coming in and buying and selling goods in the temple. And I just wonder if for 33 years, Jesus looked at the temple, saw the people of God and said, this is not who you were intended to be. I wonder if for 33 years, every single day when Jesus came into the temple, I wonder every day if he asked the Father, says, is this the day? Is this the day we get to return the temple, the house of God, the people of God, back to their intended purpose? This is not about buying and selling. It's not just about hanging out. Because my people must return, right? The temple is to be used for being a house of prayer. I wonder if for 33 and a half years, Jesus was waiting for the moment to return the people and to return the temple of God, what it to back to what its intended purpose was to be is to be a house of prayer. To be a people who relate to God, a people who are communicating with and deeply and richly in relationship with him. I wonder for 33 years, Jesus lived with this tension that who they were was not who they were intended to be. And so when we think about then ourselves coming into this moment on this quarterly basis, right, we started doing monthly nights of prayer. We have every Tuesday morning, you're invited 630 for the last nine years, every Tuesday morning, unless it's snowing, hailing, whatever it is, or it happens to be a holiday, we meet right here for 630 for prayer on Tuesday mornings for the last nine years. Why? Because we believe God does something in the context of prayer. We believe when Jesus said my house should be called a house of prayer. His anticipation and expectation is that when we gathered, we would pray that when we live our daily lives, we, you and I would be people of prayer, communicating with God. We know Jesus is always before the throne of heaven in prayer, making intercession. So when we pray, we're simply going to the place that he is getting on our knees with him and crying out to God on behalf of Whatever needs to be broken loose and brought healing in. And so when we come to these moments, right, like here's the thing. I want you to hear me. There's nothing wrong with like having times of worship. I want you all, like the worship team hear this. I love coming in and worshiping. But worshiping isn't enough. Getting the feels in a song. Is not why we're here. We come to worship because I believe it literally, it paves the way for us to enter into the presence of God and for him to enter into ours so that we can pray. What is prayer? It's super simple. It's just talking with God and talking is about speaking and it's about listening. 
And so if you just go in, listen, youth, if you just like to go into an adult in our worship team, if you just like to go in to get the feels on in a song, then you've missed the point. The feels are an open doorway into the presence of God. And you don't go in just by worshiping. You have to choose to go in and then begin to interact with him and have conversation. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to worship And then we're going to do the most important part. We're going to pray. Jesus did not call us a house of singing and worship. He called us a house of prayer. And that's exciting. Worship prepares the heart. I love when Saul had a demon attached to him. King Saul had a demon attached to him. What did David do? They brought David into worship because there's something powerful about song and worship of literally breaking off the power of the enemy so people can experience God. But unfortunately, Saul never went the next step and entered into his presence to pray. He just got the demon off and then the demon came back. That's why David kept on coming back again and again and again and again. And David had to keep on coming back again and again and again. So this morning, this is a moment of discipleship. I went deeper with you because I guess you're more important than 9 a.m. service. I don't know, right? Went deeper with you in this. Because I want you to hear me that, that worship is great, but it's the appetizer to the primary meal of being with the Father. And man, we're going to appetize this morning. Man, we're going to eat appetizers this morning and worship. We're going to get our feels on. We're going to experience God. And then we're going to enter into his presence and begin to pray. We're going to get next to Jesus and cry out for things that are going on in the life of vintage. And I'm inviting you not to press pause during the prayer part. I'm asking you to engage it more richly and more deeply. Because when we pray... Things happen. Things happen when we worship, but things happen when we pray. So I'm inviting you to do that this morning. I'm inviting you to, man, I'm inviting you to enjoy the appetizer, enjoy worship, enjoy Jesus, connect with him, right? I'm inviting you to lift your hands. We literally had people, I don't know if they were running, were they running at the first service? Because there were people in the back that were going back and forth. Someone told me about it, Scott, I don't know, Hendricks told me about it. I'm like, I'm like, that's crazy. They're going back. I think they were in prayer all morning long, right? Fantastic. Just go and pray, right? If you want to come to the altar, you can come to the altar. But we worship and we pray. And this morning, I want to begin with a celebration. You can put the picture on the screen. So you know, over the last, really over the last six months, we've had this transition going on in our children's ministry, the Vintage Village. And so we're entering into his courts with thanksgiving and praise this morning, a celebration. On the left, right in the middle is Ginger. Ginger is our children's director, children's, children's pastor. She's coming in and she's killing it, right? She's doing a phenomenal job, right? On the left is Mallory Hubauer. She came in, I, I think, when was it? In December. She stepped in and she's been leading our elementary students. She's our elementary lead. And then as of this week, Char Zarnick stepped in and is now leading our preschool. So this is our Vintage Village staff team. Can you please clap and give praise and honor to Jesus for bringing them together? Ginger was super excited. Are one of them in here right now? Is, is one of, are one of you in here? Is Mallory in here? Or I know Ginger came to the first service, right? I don't know. If, uh, okay, that's fine. I guess they're working hard. Good job. So, and we're super excited about them. 
And so this morning, we actually want to begin with that celebration and praise, and then I want to take some time and pray for them. I don't know if you know this or not, but leading children's difficult sometimes. Leading children and pastoring children requires grace. It requires wisdom a lot of the time, right? And it requires a lot of patience. So this morning, hear this. So here's what we're going to do. In a minute, Jeff is going to start playing so they can just feel it, right? There we go, man. So he's going to be like playing. And then we're going to, I'm going to release you in a second to begin to pray. Okay? And you're going to pray out loud if that's really comfortable for you, passionately, or you're going to pray inside of your mind, passionately. Those are your two options, either out loud or in your mind, both very passionately. Number three, one you're praying for, you're going to thank God and praise Him for this team. Then you're going to pray for their wisdom, right? You're going to pray for this wisdom for this team. Then you're going to pray for our children. You're going to pray for your children. Do I mean your biologicals? Yes and no, because here's the deal. Any child here who is part of our family and is part of your family, then is your responsibility to pray for his children. They are your children. And so we're going to pray for our children, for your children, pray for our children, that God will begin to break loose in very powerful and real ways in their lives. And they begin to experience Jesus in ways that you never did at their age. And the third thing we're going to pray for this morning is there are still slots, these callings that God has in someone's life to give themselves on a regular basis of serving our children. Back on that board, there is the say yes thing that we're doing. Say yes. There's these opportunities for you to serve. And right now, God is speaking to someone, many people that stepping into that place and specifically man the the greatest calling we have is at 11 o'clock there's like four slots right where god's calling someone to disciple and to love on our children would you pray together with me this morning that god would bring all of those people so that team could begin to gel together and powerfully minister to our children that's what we're going to pray for all right so i'm going to pray i'm going to say i'm going to go one two three then you're going to begin to pray either passionately out loud or passionately in your mind for these three things, okay? And I'm going to bring us back into worship. So one, two, three, let's begin to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Now we're doing something really interesting. I did not tell Mark while we were doing this this morning. Mark, would you raise your hand? This is, uh, if I turn around and look at him, this is Ginger's husband, Mark, all right? If you're around him, so obviously we're going to pray for all of our leads, but we specifically want to pray for Ginger this morning. She's the point of the spheres that relates to our children. So if you were around Mark, would you just come around to him? I mean, I'm talking like 10, 15, 20 people. Get up right now, right now, and come around him, lay hands on him, get around him. He's going to be standing instead for his wife because Scripture tells us that the two shall become one. So he's Ginger. There you go, right? So you're going to pray for Ginger by praying for him. 
this morning, all right? So, right, and if you're not near him, I just want you to begin to pray specifically for Ginger this morning. So, one, two, three, just begin to pray. pray for Ginger this morning. We pray for just breakthrough in her life. We pray for continued confidence, God, in who she is in Christ, Lord. I pray that you would draw her so near to the all ministry, to her, to children in the village, be out of the overflow of her relationship with you, her knowledge of you, the experience of your undeniable love for her. She can begin to express to all of our children, to all of our leads. We pray, God, would you birth revival in Ginger's life and her family, God? Would you begin to birth revival in our children's ministry in the village, God, that, Lord, we would simply just be part of the river of what you're, the stream flowing into the river of revival, this movement of your spirit here at Vintage. And we say yes and amen to those things, God, and say, Lord, would you move, would you grant wisdom? We pray for grace, Lord. We pray for, thank you for perseverance you've already given her. And so, Lord, we just say more of you this morning. Pour out your spirit. And we just say, God, your will be done. I'll continue to pray for her. We're just going to go back into worship this morning. So if you want to stand, you can. If you want to stay seated, you can. But we're going to go back into worship and just begin right to pave that way as we come in, prepare ourselves for the presence of Jesus. Let's worship. of each of you to lead you to who God wants you to be so that vintage can be who God wants vintage to be. And so with that this morning, we want to just take some time, yes, and pray for these two conference, conference and retreat coming up. We also want to take this time and just begin to pray for one another, begin to pray for the movement of God in the lives of our people. The spiritual growth, the discipleship, God, we just begin to pray that God begin to do these things. So again, we've worshipped to this moment so we can then begin to pray. 
So on three, I just want to invite you again to pray quietly to yourself, begin to pray out loud that God will begin to do powerful and wonderful things, specifically here in this retreat, in this conference, in the lives of our adults. So one, two, three, let's begin to pray. pray that you would cause our men during this retreat away to be able to retreat to relax God we just confess that we are running so hard that we have a hard time seeing that you are found every time we turn and look to you we will slow down we pray for this conference for our women the same thing that you use this time to, to draw women together to help build relationships but primarily to know you Jesus and to grow in their relationship with you and the God from both of these that we would launch into new and beautiful places in the, in the ministry to our men and our women here at Vintage. So, Father, we just invite you to come and to have your way, to bring blessing in Jesus' name. I do want to say this morning, we do want to pray for you individually. So if there's, we're going to go back into worship. But if there are specific people here this morning who say, Steve, I'm specifically in need of God doing a movement, bringing breakthrough this morning in my life. For whatever it may be, you're sort of a difficult place. I want to ask you to humble yourself this morning before us and let us pray for you. So if that's you this morning, if you could just slip your hand up right now. If you see someone around you with their hand raised, just very gently place your hand on their shoulders, the only place of their body I want you touching. Just put your hand on their left or right shoulder. And as we come back into worship, we're going to sing and you're going to pray over them, okay? So make sure if there's no, so make sure you keep your hand raised until someone has come to you. So turn around and look and see if there's anybody behind you who needs prayer with their hand raised with no one around them. All right, so let's go back into this time so we can begin to worship again and we'll come back to our next prayer point in a second. Yes, Jesus. Matthew 28, Jesus says, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. We're in this season, obviously, at Vintage, where we are set, we're recognizing the need going on in the nations and our call to it, but also then our returning home, then to be Jesus here, right? That's the nature of it. It's a dualistic peace. We go so we come back. We're here so we can go. It's this beautiful peace of who we are in this culture that we can fly anywhere in eight hours, right? And so with that in mind, this morning, we want to pray for our missionaries. We want to pray for the nations that they're plugged into. So we have India. We have Scotland. We have Guatemala, right? We have Costa Rica that we're going to. We have Honduras that we've been to. We, all the nations. We're praying for Mexico this morning. We're praying for all of these places that we're invested. And this morning, here's the deal. We're not just praying for the ones I know. You can pray for whatever you feel called to pray for, whatever God is laying on your heart, wherever you have someone who lives that we know. But this is the deal. Like they're in need this morning. 
Even Tammy this morning, literally, she was sending out this prayer request. We've been talking to her about this court date she has. It's a weighty thing. The court just keeps on pushing it off and pushing it off, pushing it off. This is a weighty thing. And she, and we are the ones she's coming to and asking to pray. And so we're asking this morning that God would give us vision for what's happening here, but also a vision for what's happening across the world, our neighbors who are part of our family. And so this morning, we're going to pray for them. We're going to pray for these teams that are going out. And let's just begin to pray right now. And I'll say three. Just begin to pray for our missionaries. Begin to pray for our mission trips. Begin to pray for whatever God is doing in the context of the things he's laying on your heart this morning. Let's just begin to pray for these hard for the next 30 seconds. So one, two, three, begin to pray. So, Jesus, we pray, Lord, for our missionaries for breakthrough. I pray for specifically for Tammy, God, who's just praying for Autumn coming in and being adopted into her home. This judge keeps on just pushing it off and pushing it off. We pray right now in Jesus' name, you would convict this judge to get in agreement with what you're speaking, God, to Tammy and to the home and all the brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles across the world that she's supposed to be adopted and part of Tammy's family forever. And so, Lord, change her heart this morning. In Jesus' name, this is your will, God. We speak it. Would you do it? And we pray for all of our mission teams, for our youth and young adults and for our adults, God. I I pray that we would not treat our mission trips as a really cool trip to go on, to experience something new, but we would go to be changed so we could come back and be Jesus to all of our neighbors and our schools and our neighborhoods and our workplaces, God. We don't do trips just to do trips. We do them to be changed. We can come back and be Jesus to people. God, would you shift our hearts this morning? And would you make our trips powerful and effective so they would avail it much? So Jesus, come and have your way this morning. Now, this morning, as we before we go back into worship, here's what we're going to do. It's already 12-11, so I want to make sure we have enough time to pray into this. We are on Thursday night. On Thursday night, this Thursday, February 28th, we're having our night of healing prayer. As we have teams of people, literally, who've been trained to come and to pray for healing. 7 to 8.30. If you can't get here till 8, that's fine, right? Any, it's like a stop-in, right? Anytime between 7 and 8.30 on Thursday night. We encourage you to bring your stuff. We encourage you to bring someone that you're praying for. It's a really easy time. Like, it's not awkward. We make sure it's not awkward because there are people coming off the streets who don't know us, how weird we actually are. So we try to be less weird, right, on Thursday nights. So we can just invite them in, make it like family, and pray for them. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to get back into worship in a second. We're going to have ministry teams available. We're going to believe that the healing is going to flow this morning. So if you're part of the ministry team this morning, as soon as we begin worship, I invite you to come up make yourself present here. And here's what we're going to pray for this morning. We want to pray for the river of healing to begin to flow 
through vintage and to flow through you. Like, I don't know if you know this or not, but there are people outside our four walls who are struggling mentally, spiritually, and physically. And they don't have hope. And we know who it is. We know it's Jesus. We believe in all the gifts of God's Spirit. We don't believe He just healed for a moment to prove He was God back in the time of the apostles. We believe He's still proving Himself today and expressing His love in the movement of healing. The working of miracles. And so this morning, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray. Some of you may have to lay down your frustration. You may have to lay down these these moments where God didn't move in the way you expected him to say, God, this hurt, but I still believe that you are who you are. Some of you just begin to pray, God, would you release the, break the dam? We, we thank you, God, that the gift of administration, the gift of preaching have moved for thousands of years. God, forgive us that we have not been grabbing hold of the gift of healing and the prophetic and the working of miracles and the discerning of spirits. God, forgive us for not embracing the words of knowledge. You still speak today. You still heal. You still move. So we're praying. We're praying to dam down so that the movements, this healing movement of God's spirit flow. My expectation this morning is as we pray, God begins to move in healing. He begins to move in healing. And so we're praying this river just begin to flow. So when I pray three, when I say three, you're just going to begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to worship. And as we worship, I invite you to continue to pray. I invite you to worship and pray. Go in, go out, worship, pray, worship, pray. Here's the deal. When I step down from here and go back to my chair, church is officially done for the morning. I'm not coming back up here. Okay? And so when do you, so see, when do I walk out of here? When you need to, or God releases you, or it's like 1230 because we're going to stop playing then, okay? So we're officially done the service. Hope you had a great time this morning. Hope it didn't freak you out too much. If you didn't like this morning next, and you like preaching, I'll be preaching next week so you can come back and hear me, okay? I hope it's not bad. But I want you to pray this morning. I want you to pray for the river of God's spirit. To, here's the deal. Hear me. I believe God's speaking in the most saying, I just want you to pray what I want to have happen, which is my spirit to flow in power. We're just agreeing with him. Our prayer is simply an agreement of God's desire to move. Why? Because he loves his people. He loves his people. So many things we don't understand about healing. So many things we don't understand about the working of miracles. We get it. I get it, right? I don't understand, but we believe he does these things. And we want the river to flow. And so, Jesus, thank you for this morning. Thank you for this gathering. And I pray now, God, you would bless our time of prayer and worship those who have to go this morning. That this would be an unbelievable week of connecting with you in ways they maybe never have in them. We pray this in Jesus' name. So now, let me invite our worship. We our ministry teams to come forward. If you came this morning prepared to give an offering, the offer, I forgot, almost forgot, the offering baskets are here, right? We have a like, giving box there and a giving kiosk. And again, communion's available. Please, eat all, listen, eat the, eat the body, right? Eat all of this, right? And let's let God do his work this morning. So, you guys have a great week. We love you. Uh, we will see you very soon next week.